The following thoughts on Hoppy Hour represent Ryan Hoppy and Pastor. Listener discretion is advised. Live from Tampa Bay, you are tuned in to Hoppy Hour. He's the voice of a generation that got screwed by the baby boomers. Welcome back to Hoppy Hour. Happy Hour. Happy Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Oh, yes. This is Happy Hour. I am your host, Ryan Hoppy, hanging out with you for the next hour. The show is now live as a podcast in a radio format. You can always leave me a voicemail. 856-49-HOPPY. It's 856-494-6773. You can tweet at me, at Ryan Hoppy Radio. And you can always email me, Ryan Hoppy Radio at gmail.com. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. Also, if you're listening on the iHeartRadio app, which I don't know why you wouldn't be listening on the iHeartRadio app, search up Hoppy Radio, H-O-P-P-E Radio, and there I will be sure to play your message. There is never a reason not to get into contact with me. Come on now. Ah, We have so much to get into. And today, we have a lot of good celebrities to bash. So without further ado, let's go right into it. Only on Happy Hour. Happy Hot Topic! Stunning fall from grace. Once a Silicon Valley superstar, Elizabeth Holmes will spend 11 years behind bars for defrauding investors. Before sentencing Friday, Holmes apologized, saying, I have felt deep pain for what people went through because... You feel pain once you got caught. When you were doing it in the moment, you didn't feel so bad. And now that you're serving more than a decade in prison, now you feel bad, Elizabeth. You didn't feel bad in the moment, now did you? Or you wouldn't have done it. Frauding investors. Before sentencing Friday, Holmes apologized, saying, I have felt deep pain for what people went through because I failed them. So this is... You didn't really fail them. You cheated them, you know? Because there was really no winning in this situation. Failed them. So this is what we call the nanotainer. Holmes, who many consider a genius, created a device she claimed would use a drop of blood to test for a host of medical conditions. The company won multi-million dollar contracts with Walgreens and Safeway. Holmes also wooed investors and politicians, believing her technology would revolutionize the healthcare industry. Wow, you wooed politicians, because when I think of smart individuals, I think of people, I think of people that run for office. Those are the pillars of society. If you understand that early yeah. that you're at risk, there's a lot more that you can do about it. You're doing a lame little imitation of someone who's smart. I'm going to talk in a deep voice like a Mark, like a Mark Zuckerberg. There's a lot more that you can do about it. Yeah, like go to prison for 11 years over something that was pointless. But the technology was faulty, and prosecutors say Holmes knew it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was in on it. If she didn't know, she would be the worst boss ever, which either way, she was already the worst boss ever. Say Holmes knew it. Arizona resident Aaron Tompkins said during trial she got a false positive for HIV, which caused oops. 
deter emotional distress. Yeah, that's the uh, way to get money in court. Not saying it didn't cause her any emotional problems, but that's what they go right to and they're suing somebody. Another Theranos user said her medication was changed as a result of a faulty test result, which led to a heart attack. Man, man, man. I bet Elizabeth Holmes never thought this was going to happen. This is going to be a foolproof plan. Even as her company unraveled, Holmes stayed defensive. Yeah, she's such a sociopath. She's like, I'll find a way to get out of this. This is what happens when you work to change things. <laughs> she sounds like anybody that wants to sound smart at a bar at McDinnon's at 2 a.m. on a Saturday night. I, I go to USF. Former Wall Street Journal reporter who broke the story and later wrote about it in his book, Bad Blood, weighed in. It's a stiff sentence uh, that said, you know, this was a brazen fraud. Holmes was betrayed in the Hulu show, The Dropout. I thought I recognized it somewhere. It didn't watch the show. I'm going to drop out to Stanford. Because I'm a sociopath and I'm, uh, sociopaths don't get good grades. Out. I'm going to drop out to Stanford. This machine is going to change the world. But in her real-life trial that lasted several months, Holmes pleaded not guilty. Her defense blaming Sonny Balwani, the former Theranos president with whom she had a romantic relationship. Bal yeah, I used to go down on you. Now I'm trying to bring you down. Balwani, who denied Holmes's claims, was also convicted of fraud in July. He's ex Ah, uh, he sounds like winning. This sounds like a group of winning people. Just people you want to be around. <sighs> expected to be sentenced in December. The judge ordered Holmes to start her sentence on April 27th, likely delaying the start because Holmes is pregnant. Allow Oops! Mother of the air! Happy hour. Happy hour. Happy hour will be right back. <laughs> oh, that was just the opening segment. We're just hanging out here. This following segment was brought to you by the best workout trainer in all of the Bay Area. When I tell you that Devin Prasad is the best, I'm a man of my words. I would not lie to you. He's got different memberships and much more. For all the info, go to fitsagefitness.net. And when you sign up, tell Devin Prasad I sent you. Happy hour. Happy hour. Listen to me, Randy. It doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, whether you're white or black or Sasquatch even. As long as you follow your dream, no matter how crazy or against the law it is. Except for Sasquatch. If you're Sasquatch, the rules are different. Forget it, Meatwad. I'm a circus freak. That's all I'll ever be. Whatever. Money. Call Hoppy now. 856-49-HOPPY. Tweet at him at Ryan Hoppy Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Oh, yes. Welcome back to Hoppy Hour. I am your host, Ryan Hoppy, hanging out with you. You want to comment about Elizabeth Holmes? Leave me a voicemail, 856-494-6773. You can tweet at me, at Ryan Hoppy Radio, and you can always email me, ryanhoppyradio at gmail.com. And finally, if you're listening on the iHeartRadio app, which I don't know why you wouldn't be, 
Search up Hoppy Radio, and there you can use the talkback feature. Listen to Hoppy Hour at any time, anywhere. Search Hoppy Radio on all major streaming platforms. All righty, let's get into it. What the hell is going on in Buffalo? I mean, nothing besides snow, which is kind of Buffalo 101. Please don't be offended. He's sorry in advance. This morning in Buffalo, a very big dig is underway. After almost seven feet of snow buried parts of western New York, I'm not trying to sound like an elitist, but I grew up in Chicago for 21 years. And now when I say I grew up in Chicago, it's more like the suburbs. So I had to wait in the uh, local neighborhood. I had to wait on this little block and had to wait for the bus. And I was shivering and listening to the radio and shivering. I had a little portable radio. I was such a dork. You know, the word being such was in the past because I'm not a dork now. There's nothing dorky about me. So when I tell you that my dad would never drive me to school, he was doing it to man me up, which he did because now when it's 50 degrees in Florida and all the Floridians are out there complaining and I'm just here like, yeah, I used to wait at the bus in negative 10 degree weather. Thank you, dad, for getting me prepared for a life of debauchery in Florida. It's getting out of hand, and trust me, we'll get back to the Buffalo weather report soon. But what I'm saying is you look at this video, and there's seven feet of snow, and it's okay to find Florida weather cold. Floridians or people like me that have lived here for eight years, going on 96 months, I believe the math would be. Yes, it's correct. Uh, literally, we need to realize that we don't have snow. It's okay to find it cold. It's okay to turn up the heat. It's okay to warm up your car. It's okay to wear a hoodie. But when you complain and act like this weather is a problem, we don't even get it for more than, let's say, two days. It just snows forever and ever in the Midwest and in the Northeast. And then they barely have a spring. I mean, we barely have a spring. I, I think there might be something wrong with the weather. Oh, no. Global warming's not possible. Come on now. This morning in Buffalo, a very big dig is underway. After almost seven feet of snow buried parts of western New York. That's as tall as me, literally. Forcing repeated rounds of shoveling just to keep up. Yeah, people down here go, oh my God, I have to warm up my car. Think about this. You have to plow the snow. So if you're leaving at 5.30 in the morning and it takes you 20 minutes to get up, usually you'll get up at 5.10, right? Or get up at 5, you know, 20 minutes to get up, 20 minutes to get ready, maybe 4.50 if you're leaving your house at 5.30. Well, if you were to have to, uh, you know, shovel snow out of your driveway, all of a sudden you're getting up at 4.40, 4.35, maybe 4.30. No, I, I'm not kidding. I'm totally not kidding. And then you have to go back out and maybe shovel again. And then some of the side roads aren't plowed, especially in Chicago, but the wives are. But what I'm saying, uh, get it in good old Naperville swingers. Uh, here's the thing now. Here's the thing is I never want to hear anybody ever in Florida complain about driving here. Like it sucks here, but we don't have to hope that because it's such a big city that all the roads are going to be plowed because there's tons of roads that aren't plowed. The main roads are, but the side roads aren't. So you're driving in unplowed roads. You're having to shovel and get less sleep. 
And then, oh yeah, uh, if you park somewhere, it might snow more and then you got to keep a shovel in your car to wipe off your car. But oh no, having to turn on the heat in Florida and look at palm trees in the sun so hard. How are you going to survive, Florida? Shut up! Had enough of it. Been here eight years. I want to spend the rest of my life here. But I'm just saying, get out of here. Appreciate it. We could be Buffalo, New York. How are you feeling right now? Tired. Tired. Yeah, I mean. yeah, this is a 75-year-old man that has to uh, shovel his own snow. And they asked him, and he goes, tired, tired. Oh, but I have to walk to the car. How are you feeling right now? Tired, tired. Yeah, I mean, I had to blow snow three times. Officials, three times in the morning. Warning about overexertion, saying two people died in New York following cardiac events tied to... And think about that. There's nothing they can do about it. It's not like they can go hey snow don't come down i mean come on now snow removal a third person killed in indiana after his snowplow rolled over the heavy lake effect snow falling across more than 48 hours at times causing near zero visibility bringing travel to a swerving halt some oh but we gotta deal with bad drivers in florida and maybe have to do some precautions to drive safely on the road specifically on 275 and us 19 going towards pasco county oh no we have a few things we have to overcome here at least we're able to move at least we're able to see the sun you think Buffalo, New York, seeing the sun today? People leaving stuck vehicles behind. Chris oh, no, we're caught in traffic. The only reason we get caught in traffic here is because no one knows how to drive. But up there, they're literally caught in traffic because there's not enough uh, plows, not enough shovels to shovel all the snow. And the snow's coming down so fast, by the time you plow the road, all of a sudden the snow's back. Oh, but Florida's so bad. <laughs> how are you going to survive? Christopher Pierce says he slept in his car and got frostbite. I woke up to a firefighter carrying me out the car. Hell yeah. Good neighbors, baby. Thanks to neighbors digging them out, the Buffalo Bills caught their flight for Sunday's game. That was That's such a small town thing, you know, ruined for the Bills, breaking tables because you're a bunch of drunk morons. Oh, they're the worst. Moved to Detroit. They're good neighbors. They helped uh, plow the Bills. And in return, the Bills plowed some of those people. Specifically, beautiful women. We stopped by the Bill Snowden Stadium less than 24 hours before kickoff was supposed to happen. Snow practically up to my waist. Definitely not ideal. For yeah, that's a pretty good one-liner. Snow up to my waist. Definitely not ideal. I get what he did there. It's hilarious. Such good one-liners from the news reporters. Supposed to happen. Snow practically up to my waist. Yeah. Definitely not ideal for tailgating. Tough for sticking to Thanksgiving plans, too. You're supposed to drive 15 minutes for Thanksgiving. Right. Even that's in question right, right. now. Right. Depending on if the roads open up, if they get up, their home opened up. Mm. Now, thankfully, one other person we spoke with at a grocery store said she wasn't able to find a lot of food on the shelves, but she did find a turkey, so that is good news. Oh, and some ramen. That's good. Just before the holiday, and we talk about this being a record-setting storm, the single highest 24-hour snowfall event in state history. The previous record was set in 1966. This storm that was a while ago. Storm definitely one 
for the history books. And you can see we've got the trains moving through downtown Buffalo again. So things are getting closer to normal. Hoda, back to you. <laughs> oh, that's a good. Oh, that's good. We're all worried about the transportation of Buffalo. Sign there, Jesse Kershaw, right in Buffalo for us. Thanks, Jesse. Right on cue. Yeah, how exactly. he did that, right? <laughs> Hoda's like, yeah, we're inside in a warm building. You're out on location in Buffalo. Right back into the train. Dylan joins us now with uh, more on the storm at the cold, the outlook for this busy week. It's go time. It, Thanksgiving. It is. And the good news is the lake effect snow is about over now. Oh, whatever. I just wanted to show you guys how bad it can be. Things can be worse. Things can always be worse. 856-49-HOPPY. That's 856-494-6773. He never holds back. I don't. And he speaks his mind. Okay. Welcome back to Hoppy Hour. Hey, everyone. It's Allie for Hollywood Life with your Car Jenner Roundup, starting today with Khloe Kardashian and her baby boy. After this week's episode of The Kardashians, the sneak peek for next week's season finale showed that Coco's three-month-old baby was snuggling up on her. Whoa, your baby is cuddling with you? You're the mother of it? And the thing you created wants to be around you? Wow, that's, that's breaking news. Also... Chloe's probably not eating at all. She's probably having two to three saltine crackers a day. How do I know this? She used to be so thick and beautiful. And now she looks like if you were to play the game The Sims and just make a character that's a hot girl, looks like Chloe Kardashian. Like She's attractive, but there's really no direction in it. She's just attractive. Does that make sense? She's bland in a beautiful way. Now, recall the reality star welcomed her second child via surrogate with ex-boyfriend Tristan Thompson uh -huh. back in July. Oh, yeah, let's have a kid again with this deadbeat father, even though he's a surrogate. And so far, Chloe has kept him under wraps with the exception of a small glimpse on social media. Mm -hmm. The Good American founder also hasn't revealed his name yet, so fans are eating up whatever small appearances that they can get of Chloe's baby boy. Yeah, it's creepy. You're a fan and you're trying to get a picture of the kid. Oh, my God, are you weird? You're also weird if you care about Tom Brady's kids, man. So I don't talk about kids on here. I'm not really into kids. I kind of came to the conclusion I don't think I ever really want to be a parent. I'm not really digging the idea of being a parent. I think that's better. Boy. Kids are just very irritating. And speaking of appearances, Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker were all over each other at the 2022 GQ Men of the Year party. Oh, wow. That's some riveting breaking news. Travis Barker? And Kourtney Kardashian being all over each other? That's breaking news. That never happens. Those two overcompensating walking midlife crises is putting a tongue down each other's throat. That never happens. Man, if HPV was a couple, it'd be them. The famous couple showed up for the event in West Hollywood and they shared a kiss and packed on plenty of PDA despite the big crowd staring at them. Courtney I would love to know what their sex life is really like because a lot of times the couples that overcompensate and go, oh, we have the most sex are the ones that don't have sex and the ones that are quiet are the freaky ones. And Travis both wore black looks and were joined by Travis's 19-year-old son, Landon Barker. Hey, buddy, we're going to make out in the corner. Can you just like, pose real quick while I make out with your, with your mom? Smart enough not to interrupt his father and stepmother during their major That's PDA fest. We should just expect it at this point. Any major event, see how long it takes for Travis to start their makeout session. 
I mean, even the word crevice sounds like an STD. By the way, can you imagine you're famous and your dad's famous and like you weren't really trying to be born famous. You were just born and uh, your dad's just making out like at a, you know, award show. So you think about that. Whoever is listening to my words right now, imagine your parents just making out at this party and you're just like, yeah, I want to take a picture of my parents making out. It's a little weird. It's a little over-sexualized. But then again, this is Khloe Kardashian we're talking about. They're not exactly moral people. Maybe they just like hate people so much. They're like, let's just make out to avoid them. All right, but switching gears to a little bit of a love triangle, or at least sort of. This week, Emily Ratajkowski showed some support for Pete Davidson. Everybody says her last name differently. She said it like this. Showed some support for Mary Love Triangle, or at least sort of. This week, Emily Ratajkowski. I hear Ratajkowski. I hear Emily Ratajkowski. I hear Emily. It's like, what's her real name? I don't know, because I hear everybody going, Emily Ratajkowski, da-da-da, da-da-da. And it, it drives me nuts, because I actually want to know. You know what I mean? It's driving me nuts, man. It's driving me out of this world. How do you say it, YouTube? Ratajkowski. Oh, I guess it's Ratajkowski. So now I got YouTube telling me it's Ratajkowski. I don't know what it is. Boy. Radikowski, Emily. I don't think that's correct. So you got YouTube saying Radikowski. You got Ali from Hollywood Life saying. Sort of. This week, Emily Radikowski. Radikowski. I'm confused. I'm really confused. Some support for Pete Davidson's ex, Kim Kardashian, as the model liked a recent photo posted by the beauty mogul. In the stunning pic, Kim wore the same sparkly bikini top and pants from her canceled Las Vegas birthday party as she caught the scent of the fragrant flowers. Mm. Emrata seemingly showed she had no issue with the skin founder amid reports that she's now dating the Saturday Night Live alum, Kim's ex. Well, it's probably not the first uh, time they've mutually banged somebody. Pete Davidson. All right, but how does Kim feel about Pete dating Emily? Well, she's like, good. You got him off my back, man. Well, Hollywood Life has learned exclusively that the mother of four has known Emily for some time now, and she approves of them dating each other. Uh, that's good. Nothing sounds healthier than seeking the approval of your ex. That totally means you're so over them. If I may quote the, uh, not sound of music, gone with the wind. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn or whatever it is. Happy hour. Happy hour. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Happy hour will be right back. Oh yeah. This following segment was brought to you by Amir Academy of Martial Arts. When I tell you that Amir Academy is the best MMA trainer in all the Bay Area. I'm a man of my words. He's got MMA classes. He's got classes for the average Joe. He's got women's self-defense classes. He's got kids' classes. He's got his own workout room. He's got dumbbells. All the TVs are always showing boxing matches or UFC fights, so you're getting pumped up for all the info. AmirAcademy.com. Happy hour. Happy hour. This little guy. Buddy, if I had a peanut, I'd give it to you. 
Hey, who's got a peanut for turtle face? Don't, he's allergic. They'll kill me. Call Hoppy now. 856-49-HOPPY. Tweet at him at Ryan Hoppy Radio. Or chat him live via the Hoppy Radio app. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Oh yeah. 856 49 Hobby. 856-494-6773. You can tweet at me at Ryan Hobby Radio. You can always email me. Ryan Hobby Radio at gmail.com. And if you're listening on the iHeartRadio app, which I don't know why you wouldn't be, search up Happy Radio. Whoa! Happy Hot Topic! Tito's family has been awarded $3 million. I feel real bad for Gabby Petito's family. This whole situation's real depressing. In a wrongful death lawsuit, Filed against Brian Laundrie's estate. Access Hollywood has confirmed. Sarasota County Circuit Judge Hunter Carroll in Florida issued the order in a judgment filed on Thursday. Access Hollywood obtained the lawsuit and it claimed that Laundrie, Petito's fiance, intentionally killed Nicole Schmidt and Joseph Petito's 22-year-old daughter. And they, quote, incurred funeral and burial expenses and they have suffered a loss of care and comfort and suffered a loss of probable future companionship, society, and comfort. The Petito family attorney, Patrick Riley, shared a statement with Access Hollywood in regard to what the $3 million settlement will go towards. That read in part, the Petito family lost their daughter, and they were also denied the opportunity to confront her killer. No amount of money is sufficient to compensate the Petito family for the loss of their daughter, Gabby, at the hands of Brian Laundrie. Brian did not have $3 million. It's an arbitrary number. Whatever monies they do receive will help Gabby's family in their endeavors with the Gabby Petito Foundation. The Gabby Petito Foundation will continue to address the needs of organizations that support locating missing persons and to provide aid to organizations that assist victims of domestic violence situations through education, awareness, and prevention strategies. Joseph Petito and Nicole Schmidt wish to turn their personal tragedy into a positive. It is their hope that Gabby's foundation will bring these important issues into the forefront of the public eye to the benefit of all our communities. This isn't the- I mean, doesn't it just feel like Brian Laundrie kind of got away with it? I mean, I know he's dead. It just feels like more could have been done. It just feels like it was possible that more could have been done. Maybe it's just me, but that's just kind of how I feel. The only lawsuit Gabby's family has filed. Earlier this month, they filed a $50 million lawsuit against the Moab Police Department in Utah. According to a press conference on November 3rd, Petito's parents alleged that she would still be alive if the Moab PD would have done more during their August 2021 interaction with the couple. The family claims authorities mishandled the contact they made with the couple. Yeah, literally, I thought cops were supposed to be the heroes that always come in the clutch. Well, you got the Northport cops dropping the ball. You got the cops in Utah dropping the ball. I mean, let's go on an, let's go on an adventure. Where are the cops that could have done something? Uh, we're looking. 
I am not saying there's not good cops out there, but the bad cops have more power and the good cops are afraid to speak up. Following reports from bystanders who said they witnessed a domestic dispute between them. Oh, but the, the almighty cops that always notice everything were, were so alert that day. The lawsuit reading, the officers egregiously misinterpreted Gabby's extreme emotional distress, seeing it as the cause of the domestic violence rather than its result. Officer Pratt, in particular, was fundamentally biased in his approach to the investigation, choosing to believe Gabby's abuser, ignoring evidence that Gabby was the victim, and intentionally looking for loopholes to get around the requirements of Utah law and his duty to protect Gabby. Officials from the city of Moab released a statement in response to the wrongful death suit, which read in part, The death of Gabrielle Petito in Wyoming is a terrible tragedy and we feel profound sympathy for the Petito and Schmidt families and the painful loss they have endured. At the same time, it is clear that Moab City Police Department officers are not responsible for Gabrielle Petito's eventual murder. Uh, who's, why is there sympathy for the Petito family? Hmm? Tell me, what sympathy do they deserve? They're the ones that help cover it up. Ms. Petito is believed to have died in Wyoming in late August 2021, more than two weeks after she and Brian Laundrie visited Moab and interacted with Moab City Police. Mm. At that time, our officers acted with kindness, respect, and empathy toward Ms. Petito. Gabby Petito's parents reported her missing on September 11, 2021, shortly after her fiance, Brian Laundrie, returned to Florida without her. Her body was found in Grand Teton National Park a week later, following a nationwide search. Her death was ultimately ruled a homicide, and her cause of death was determined to be strangulation. Rest in peace. Call Hoppy now. 856-49-HOPPY. Tweet at him at Ryan Hoppy Radio. Or chat him live via the Hoppy Radio app. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Oh, Hoppy Hot Topic! All right, what the hell is going on with Jay Leno? Positive news for Jay Leno. Absolutely, and it comes straight from his longtime friend, Tim Allen. Jay is good. Anybody that's rooting against Jay because he likes to play with cars or whatever, what do you like to do in your free time? Talking about you, Howard Stern. Heard Howard and Robin Quivers like making fun of him, and I'm a big Howard fan. And I'm not one of those like media personalities that's like trying to rip into Howard because like they're trying to talk to the, they're like barking up to the big dog. Like you'll hear a lot of radio guys over, over the years try to fight Howard. That's not what I'm trying to do here. I'm not trying to be woke, but I was listening to Howard and Robin Quivers, and he's like making fun of Jay Leno for playing with cars. I'm like, you want to hang out by yourself at home. Jay Leno wants to play with cars. You're both near death. Whatever. Drop it. Feeling better. Took us some car magazines. We did some jokes. Which is what yeah. we do. We commiserated. He was working on a car when he was underneath the car and uh, a fire began. How does his face look? His face looks great. It, 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 it didn't look all that good to begin with. So this is, no, he's going with the <laughs> That's so funny, Tim Allen. You sound so funny without a laugh track. You're just a hilarious guy. Now let's try this one-liner out again with a laugh track. Didn't look all that good to begin with. So this is, no, he's going with <laughs> Ah, now it's funnier. The George Clooney look. You're going to be surprised. He's handsome and he's happy and the hospital's doing a great job taking care of him. Oh, that's good. I, I would 
hope that our very rich man like Jay Leno would have good health insurance. Tim was cracking jokes after visiting Jay at the Grossman Burn Center, where the talk show host is recovering from third-degree burns. Yes. These two go way back to the 80s and their early days on the stand-up circuit. Snoring a lot of coke back then. I'm older than him, so I was a couple years ahead of him, so I was kind of like playing the clubs, and I went and Tim was, it was the most respect. Oh, Mr. Leno. Oh, gee, Mr. Leno, it's so exciting to meet you. like that? Yeah, I was like, so weird how he always does that. Where's that voice of Jay Leno? Oh, Mr. Leno. Oh. Every time he, he does a voice, he sounds like this. Also, is it at all a surprise that Tim Allen and Jay Leno are friends? Not saying they're not talented, but they're so corny. Gee, Mr. Leno, it's so exciting to meet you. Like yeah. that? Yeah. I was like, oh, exactly like that. I go, well, what's your name, Timmy? <laughs> you Mr. know Leno? he does a pretty good you. I do it all the time. Tim, how you doing? Just come. <laughs> See, it doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> it totally sounds like you. It sounds like the chipmunks. Also recovering today, Al Roker, who was hospitalized for blood clots in his leg. We must protect Al Roker at all costs. He is an American treasure, I tell you. Leg and lungs. It's hard to slow down now, but he's he's on the mend. And Hell yeah. yeah. Good to hear. The 68-year-old weather anchor who's been absent from the Today Show for two weeks... Being rich makes you look young, and it's crazy that he's two years from 70. I keep thinking Al Roker's going to be like 58 for the rest of his life. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't feel like it. Posted this pic from the hospital and wrote, After some medical whack-a-mole, I am so fortunate to be getting terrific medical care. Ah, the benefits of being a millionaire is what he's trying to say. As for next week's Thanksgiving Day Parade... The parade is back! Al's been covering the spectacle since 1995, and NBC is still promoting him as one of the co-hosts. Yeah, it's kind of like when Tua went down for the Miami Dolphins. like, get up and go in front of TV. Go in front of the cameras and do your thing. We're paying you. Of course, Al's been open about his health struggles. He lost more than 100 pounds after gastric bypass, and back in 2020, he successfully underwent surgery for prostate cancer. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad he beat cancer. I don't know, man. I've always been a fan of Al Roker. He doesn't really do anything great, but he's just an American treasure, I tell you. An update now on the turmoil at Twitter. The New York Times is reporting that as many as 1,200 employees resigned this week yeah. after new CEO Elon Musk gave them an ultimatum to work harder or resign. Top oh, Elon Musk sounds like such a great boss. I thought he was so talented and so amazing the way he just is a deadbeat father and literally was born into money, so he's really no different than us because his dad deserves all the credit. Well, that report was from Sunday about people quitting. Now there's more layoffs happening at Twitter, so things are really good. Twitter employees are bracing for more layoffs today. Large numbers of staffers in technical roles already left the company Friday following Elon Musk's ultimatum for employees to either commit to a, quote, more hardcore workplace or resign. Musk has also restored Twitter accounts of the artist formerly known as Kanye West, now known as Ye, as well as former President Donald Trump. Hell yeah, the, on the only reason to be on Twitter was because of those two. <laughs> And I'm not kidding. Oh, you wake up to the news headlines. What the hell did Donald Trump tweet last night? Oh, it's his 2018 memories. But has said that he will not allow Alex Jones back on the platform. Oh, that, that makes total sense. 
So Jonathan Vigliotti is here with uh, more on the status of the social media company. Jonathan, I can't even imagine that more layoffs could be coming because I don't know who else yeah. is left between the people who are already laid off, yeah. the people who chose not to click that box on that email so they're going to get their mm -hmm. severance and walk away. Who might be facing layoffs today? Well, the thing they'll do is they'll have five people do a million people's jobs for one salary. That's how corporate America works now. Boomers are like, why isn't this generation rich? Well, because you guys had like a lot of jobs. A lot. You had one person making 70000 to to do this, and it just went down the whole chain. Everybody was making great money. Now they have fewer jobs. They're making one person do a lot but just the boomer generation man man they just don't get it we just us millennials we're just so lazy he's the voice of a generation that got screwed by the baby boomers welcome back to hoppy hour yeah, good morning to you, Marie. Well, Bloomberg is reporting that as early as today, there could be layoffs specifically to the sales and partnership departments within. Oh, so the ones that have really tried to help out Twitter over the years, the ones that have been really hardworking and trying to sell the website. Ah, screw them and their hard work. Man, Musk, he's so rich that karma will never hit him. But man, you would just love for a slice of karma to hit him. In Twitter. Whether or not this plays out this week is kind of a wait and see situation. It's simply unclear, but it marks the latest in what has been a turbulent month and a half for Twitter since Musk took over to give you some. Oh, yeah. I thought he was going to save the website. He's so innovative the way he's a rich kid that just buys things. Oh, that's that's innovation. <laughs> Perspective when we talk about the number of staff that have been laid off last month, half of the staff were laid off immediately after Musk took over. And then last week, when you talked about that ultimatum, that yeah. resulted in nearly 1,200 engineers critical to keeping the platform up and running resigning as a result. We spoke with a number of analysts who say, well, in the short term, this is a way to make money for Twitter. They question the viability of laying off so many staff and ask how many more staff can be laid off before for the platform itself is no longer viable. We spoke with... All right, I don't care anymore. Here's the thing. Is if it's so awful to work there, you might legitimately not have anybody else work there. And then you'll see the true genius of Elon Musk. Oh, he's such a genius person. Speaking of money, making you famous. Whoa, happy hot topic. The original Kravis, Spencer and Heidi. So when do you think I'll have this baby? I think the baby's gonna come any minute. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, the wait is over for Spidey. Everyone knows moms go harder. Yeah. <laughs> Heidi gave birth to her second child with hubby Spencer, a baby. Wow, she's got a big belly. Baby boy, making a big brother out of the couple's five-year-old son, Gunner. Gunner. Oh, I can't imagine having them as parents. Yuck is so excited he kept asking me for a baby before i got pregnant put a towel down just in case my water breaks in the car oh my God. stop saying that we have at least 10 more days oh god he sounds like a like he's just gonna be father of the year <laughs> saying that we have at least 10 more days Either way, it doesn't matter. We all know you're going to be a deadbeat. Oh, Spencer Pratt, I bet he's such an attentive father. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Leading up to their due date, the Hills veterans invited ET to their sweet gender reveal party. All right, the suspense is killing right. me. You guys, are you ready? Yeah, okay. Right. You say Y'all count it. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Oh God! Gender release party, reveal party. Come on now. If that's not the most Caucasian thing you've ever heard, what is? Oh man. I don't know why that's so irritating. Probably just because it's Spencer and Heidi. I feel like if that was any other person, I wouldn't be that annoyed, but I have a little bit of a bias because I despise Spencer Pratt. Oh, and you're cheering like this. I'm really hating on it, but if it was anybody else, I'd be like, oh, that was just parents, you know, living in the moment. Just saying. Happy hour. Happy hour. Happy hour will be right back. Oh yeah, this following segment's been brought to you by the best barber in all of the Bay Area. When I tell you that Rich Keeley's the man, I'm a man of my words. He's over at Salon Loft on Kennedy Boulevard, right next door to McDonald's. Go to richkbarber.com to sign up. And you might have to wait a few days for a haircut. You might have to join the waiting list. But do you want to go to some average chain and get some average haircut? Or do you want to surround yourself with the best? For all the info, richkbarber.com. And when you sit down, tell them I sent you. Happy hour. Happy hour. Someone hit me up with a flame. I'm having a nut fit. Uh, light him up. Meet what? Here. Encourage him in his habit. That's a good smoker. When did you start smoking? This morning. I rose my rooster. I'm going to tear up. We shall acquire some wine on the way to the mall. And then you can get tore up. And pass out in the hot sun. That's my boss. I don't think Meatwad should be hanging around with these moon people. Call Hoppy now. 856-49-HOPPY. Tweet at him at Ryan Hoppy Radio. Or chat him live via the Hoppy Radio app. It's time to turn Hoppy on. Listen to radio show on the planet that the other stations are tuned into. Oh yeah. 856-49 Hobby. 856 494 6773 You can tweet at me at Ryan Hobby Radio. And you can always email me. Ryan Hobby Radio at gmail.com. And if you're listening on the iHeart Radio app, Use the talkback feature. Mister has apologized to. Let me re- let me rewind this. We're not always perfect here. Ticketmaster has apologized to Taylor Swift and her fans following this week's ticketing fiasco surrounding her Eras tour. I didn't even know that a website was around anymore. It's so 2002. On Friday, the ticket sales company shared a statement responding to the controversy. It began, We strive to make ticket buying as easy as possible for fans. But that hasn't been the case for many people trying to buy tickets for Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. It's never been the case ever for your crappy website. First, we want to apologize to Taylor and all of her fans, especially those who had a terrible experience trying to purchase. We're really saying this so we can avoid legal action. We really don't care. 
on Tuesday. Many fans hoping to score tickets in the verified fan presale yeah. were left empty-handed after waiting in hours-long virtual queues while Ticketmaster's site crashed and tickets sold out. You had a better you had a better chance to score with her than to score any tickets. Let's be real here. And then she can make a song about you about how it's always your fault and never her fault. Then on Thursday, Ticketmaster canceled the general sale scheduled for Friday, yeah. citing, quote, extraordinarily high demands on ticketing systems yeah. and insufficient remaining ticket inventory to meet that demand. In their statement, the company said more than 3.5 million people registered for the verified fan presale. One That's a lot of people. 0.5 million of whom were invited to participate. Ticketmaster went on to say that they'd been able to manage high volumes in the past, but that this time, quote, the staggering number of bot attacks, as well as fans who didn't have codes, drove unprecedented traffic on our site. Yeah, so pretty much you had a bunch of people that didn't have codes trying to buy the, the tickets. <laughs> Resulting in 3.5 billion total system requests, four times our previous peak. I'm glad you guys were prepared. They also said that they were looking to improve the ticket buying experience in the future, saying, we're working to shore up our tech for the new bar that has been set by demand for the Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Ticketmaster's statement came hours after Taylor broke her silence on the fiasco. She wrote in part on her Instagram story on Friday, yeah. there are a multitude of reasons why people had such a hard time trying to get tickets. And I'm trying to figure out how this situation can be improved moving forward. Oh, Taylor Swift, tech guru. I'm not going to make excuses for anyone because we asked them multiple times if they could handle this kind of demand, and we were assured they could. Oh, Taylor Swift, blame, and everybody else. I'm not, I don't know, I just love ripping into her. <laughs> She's the worst. It's truly amazing that 2.4 million people got tickets. Yeah. But it really pisses me off that a lot of them feel like they went through several bear attacks to get them. <gasps> Taylor also emphasized her protectiveness over her fans and frustration with the situation, writing in part, it's really difficult for me to trust an outside entity with these relationships and loyalties. Well, then you should have done it on your website then. Oh, and I'm sure if it was on her website, there would be no traffic shutdowns because everything Taylor Swift does is so perfect. And excruciating for me to just watch mistakes happen with no recourse. The Bejeweled songstress added for those who didn't get tickets. All I can say is that my hope is to provide more opportunities for us to all get together and sing these songs. AKA make some money! Thank you for wanting to be there. You have no idea how much that means. Taylor has long been vocal about her love for her fans. At the premiere- Yeah, they make me a lot of money, all those sad Swifties. It's always the man's fault! Of all too well the short film last year. She told Access Hollywood Scott Evans about creating the film for all the fans who have long loved the ballad. This song is one of, like, everybody talks about it being one of their favorites. You did a. Oh, really? Or are you just kissing her ass because you're interviewing her on the red carpet? Ah, oh, some people think your song sucks. 10 minute short film. It's like written and directed by. Okay. How did it feel? Okay. To be on that set knowing that this was a story that you were going to tell mainly to be a gift to all of these people who've made it something so special oh she's such a gift to this planet oh it, it really just was wonderful because when you have a secret like i love planning things secretly for them <laughs> yeah because they're so rewarding they do this right oh god <laughs> And they show up. They do this. Yeah. And like, it's so rewarding to surprise. I can't believe they care that much, honestly, Wait. still. Okay, listen, they care a whole lot. I've been online looking at some of the. All right, kiss her ass a little more. Hey, everyone.
everyone, it's Allie for Hollywood Life with your music roundup and we're kicking things off today with Christina Aguilera because she was the lady of the hour at the 2022 Latin Grammy Awards. I thought they were going to say lady of the night. Like, whoa, she had a different uh, career change. Last night, the blonde bombshell hit the red carpet with a deep purple gown that hugged every inch of her figure to perfection. Yeah! In photos, which you can see here, the low-cut neckline showed some skin, whereas the long sleeves, poofy shoulders, and floor-length train covered the rest of her body. And during the award show, Christina hit the stage to perform Cuando Me De La Gana with Christian Nodal. Did you guys see this? Let us know what you thought in the comments. All right, but speaking of performances, Adele is kicking off her Las Vegas residency tonight and the Easy On Me on Instagram ahead of her first show. Adele admitted that she's feeling all sorts of things ahead of the show and that she's highly emotional, incredibly nervous, but can't sit still because she is so excited. Recall the Grammy winner's Vegas show was originally supposed to start back in January of this year, but she had to postpone the residency due to the behind the scenes issues like delivery delays and COVID. Hollywood Life has also learned exclusively that despite all of the setbacks, Adele's boo, Rich Paul, has been by her side for a lot of the prep, and he will be with her for opening weekend, which is fantastic because he is amazing when it comes to keeping her calm. Well, that's what a partner should be doing. And moving on to Britney Spears and her husband, Sam Asghari. Now, normally the pop stars not want to be too shy in front of the cameras. However, this week it seemed like that wasn't the case for her when Sam was filming an Instagram Live. The 28-year-old was recording himself in the bed next to Britney, who was off camera, and asked the circus singer why she never goes live on her own Instagram. This then prompted the singer to declare that she is, quote, always live. But when Sam asked if he could film her, that's when things took a turn. Britney seemed a bit angry when she told Sam that she didn't want to be on his live and that she has... Britney Spears having anger issues? Whoa, that's breaking news. Nothing to say. Now, up until this point, things have looked peachy for the newlyweds, so maybe we just caught them at a bad time. Probably. All right, but speaking of bad timing, Quavo fans are pushing back against Sweetie's new music in the wake of Takeoff's passing. Now, recall the Icy Girl star and Migos member dated for over two years until they split in March 2021, and since there has been some petty shots fired back and forth between. Ah, get over it. No one really cares. Get over your ex or get under her and continue the fight of banging your axe and knocking over it, whatever that means. Mariah Carey wanted to be the queen of Christmas and she was denied. Let me skip over the songs because they're copyrighted. Or denying the diva exclusive rights and trademark to the title, The Queen of Christmas. I'm over this because they're playing a copyrighted song. Honestly, I probably can't play any of this because uh, of copyright. Honestly, so she is the queen of Christmas and forever and ever but got denied so she's not actually the queen of christmas all right we're gonna come back and wrap up everything after this happy hour happy hour happy hour will be right back oh yeah this following show has been brought to you by the best and i mean the best printing company in all the bay area westchaseprinting.com banners business cards yard signs whatever the hell you need printed up go to westchaseprinting.com and when you get that invoice tell them i sent you this is also being brought to you by zradiolive.com every thursday at 5 p.m east coast time 4 p.m central happy hour syndicated also being brought to you by quadpod.com qod pod.com 
slash Ryan Hoppy. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Happy hour. Happy hour. Well, it was good while it lasted, I guess. But, Sheriff, the glory hole is the pride and joy of Dougal County. Fella found an even older glory hole two towns over. Lord knows I ain't looking forward to telling the tourism board about this. Such an elegant concept. A simple, lowly hole to commemorate his glory. Call Hoppy now. 856-49-HOPPY. Tweet at him at Ryan Hoppy Radio. Or chat him live via the Hoppy Radio app. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. I know Nick is tired. He's been up all night memorizing his kids' names. Uh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Nick Cannon finds himself at the center of dad jokes during the Mass Singers Comedy Roast Night. Hey. Roasting all hey. night. Oh, oh, all oh, night. Oh, oh, oh. We roasted all night. We roasted. Yep, the judges of the singing competition couldn't help but poke fun at Nick, who just welcomed his 11th child earlier this month with Abby De La Rosa. I would say that his house sounds like a bunch of crying kids, but I'm sure he doesn't spend much time with them. Kids, you know I got a lot of them. <gasps> so naturally, judge and comedian Ken Jong threw a little shade at the host. I know Nick is tired. He's been up all night memorizing his kids' names. It's a pretty good one-liner. Abby De La Rosa is clearing up any confusion surrounding her and Nick Cannon's newborn daughter's name. If you care about the name of Nick Cannon's kid, you are a loser who cares too much about celebrities, even though I just spent a whole hour bashing them. So maybe I as well am one. Loser. I am not. I'm going to manifest success. What the hell is going on with Aaron Carter besides him being dead? Manager is shedding light on the late singer's last days. Taylor Helgeson of Big Umbrella Management told Page Six that he saw the I Want Candy singer at a music studio two days before his death and took note of his physical appearance. Helgeson told the publication, he looked thin, he was extremely tired, adding, he just looked like he needed to be doing anything but working. He looks like he needed to be taking care of himself. Carter's manager said that the 34-year-old was in high spirits, saying in part, he didn't seem okay physically, but mentally, he was the most excited I've seen him in months. He was very intelligent, and he was very conscious of what people wanted to see from him. Helgeson added that Carter's excitement for the future made him believe that the singer had not been thinking of taking his life, saying, He was a guy with a lot of plans. We had so much stuff going on and, you know, Aaron was a really prideful guy in his own right, too. That's not his style. His manager also said that he and his team have no plans to promote any of what Carter was working on posthumously in the immediate future, saying, Right now, we are grieving, and we are not interested in projects. His words come days after an attorney for Ballast Books announced that the release of Carter's posthumous unfinished memoir was being postponed, quote, out of respect for the Carter family. The planned release of the memoir had been criticized by Carter's management team. In a statement to Access Hollywood last week, they called the then forthcoming book drop, quote, obscenely disrespectful and unauthorized, and asked that no content be put out without Aaron's loved ones and team's approval, adding, Rest in peace, Aaron Carter. This is a time for mourning and remembering an incredible soul lost, not heartless money grabs and attention seeking. Following the postponement, Carter's manager told CNN in a statement, 
We are very pleased to hear that memoir has been postponed and would like to thank Andy Simmons, the author and Ballast Books founder, for doing so. Call Hoppy now. 856-49-HOPPY. Tweet at him at Ryan Hoppy Radio or chat him live via the Hoppy Radio app. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Whoa! Hoppy Hot Topic! Chris Hemsworth is stepping back from working. Oh, no. For now. Why? The 39-year-old actor told Vanity Fair he is planning to take some time off after he wraps up press for his new show, Limitless. <gasps> the reason to focus on his health and be with his family. The realization came after wrapping up his Disney Plus show, which explores different ways humans can live longer by taking physical challenges, including facing his own death. Yeah, it's always a weird topic. You ever just like have a crisis, you're at the red light, and you're like, I'm going to die someday? Oh, it's so weird. Quote, it really triggered something in me to want to take some time off. Yeah. And since we finished the show, I've been contemplating the things I was already contracted to do. Yeah, he's having a midlife crisis. He said, adding, now when I finish this tour this week, I'm going home and I'm going to have a good chunk of time off and just simplify. Be with the kids, be with my wife. Although he my will wife. be taking a step back from his career, he assures fans he won't be gone forever, saying, quote, it's not like I've been handed my resignation. Working on Limitless was very eye-opening for Chris. In the fifth episode of the series, the Thor star meets with a doctor who tells him he has a genetic predisposition for Alzheimer's disease. This means- That's gotta be freaky. Like cancer you can beat. And even if you were to die at an old age of cancer, you're alive and you're in your own brain, but Alzheimer's man, poor guy. The actor is now eight to 10 times more likely to develop the disease which his grandfather already has. After getting the news, Chris is now taking steps to manage the risk and hopefully halt the disease for as long as possible. When it came time to revealing his predisposition, Chris was shown a version of the episode that didn't mention the findings, but ultimately he chose to share it with the world. Quote, I thought, no, look, if this is a motivator for people to take better care of themselves and also understand that there are steps you can take then fantastic. My concern was I just didn't want to manipulate it and over-dramatize it and make it some sort of hokey grab at empathy or whatever for entertainment. Earlier this week, Chris chatted with Access Hollywood at the premiere for Limitless and he revealed what it was like having to confront his own death. Uh, you know, a nice reminder that uh, make the most of it, you know? Ah, uh, true. Make every every day, every second count and, and get caught up in the day-to-day -day busyness that we're all caught up in and, and be focused on the future constantly and the next goal and the next goal and you miss what's right in front of you. And so that last episode in particular, but most of this made me, you know, um, have a great sense of gratitude for life and, 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 and what I've experienced and what's to come. Call Hoppy now. 856-49-HOPPY. Tweet at him at Ryan Hoppy Radio or chat him live via the Hoppy Radio app. Oh, Hoppy Hot Topic! Oh no, this next, this next headline. Who <laughs> would have saw this coming? 
Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles have split. E! News confirms the Don't Worry Darling co-stars and romantic duo are taking a break after about two years of dating. One source told People he's still touring and is now going abroad. Oh, he just wants to bang all the groupies and doesn't want to piss off the walking midlife crisis. I was just trying to piss off her ex-husband by banging Harry. <laughs> is focusing on her kids and her work in L.A. Yeah. It's a very amicable decision. Oh, that's good. She seemed like a nut job. Couple first confirmed their romance in January 2021 when the two were spotted holding hands at the wedding of Harry's manager in Montecito, California. Mm. A source told E! News at the time, they shared a room and did everything together. Yeah. They had a great time and are very happy. At the time, the pair had been filming Olivia's directorial effort, Don't Worry Darling. Harry was spotted visiting her trailer on set and in insider yeah. E! News, the two seemed a bit flirty while filming, but the source insisted it was, quote, nothing over the top. And when the uh, trailer would begin to move side to side. Oh, it was just, you know, uh, problems with the engine. <laughs> Hammer, though, it seemed things were heating up with Wild and Styles. And inside. Yeah, so they were banging and now they're not banging. Speaking of banging and now you're not banging. Oh, happy hot topic! Lenny Kravitz is sending birthday wishes to Lisa Bonet. Yeah. And Jason Momoa is sending his love to Eskimo Brothers. Hell yeah! <laughs> The flyaway singer marked his ex-wife's 55th birthday on Instagram on Wednesday. He shared a black and white photograph of him planting a kiss on Lisa's left cheek, while their daughter Zoe Kravitz planted one on her right. Aww, and then Jason had to make it about him. <laughs> he captioned the snap, Happy birthday, mama. Yeah. In the comment section of Lenny's post, Jason shared even more love for their mutual ex and their blended family, posting a string of six red hearts. Wow, that's breaking news. They are iconic moments that have captured Americans' imaginations. A White House wedding and... If you want to get married at the White House, you're a douchebag. Don't come anywhere near me. You're an elitist and you have an imagination about how politicians are. If you really want to get married at the White House... Today, a new chapter when Hunter Biden's daughter, the president's first granddaughter, 28-year-old Naomi Biden, said... I'm sure she has no daddy issues when Hunter Biden's your father. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> Just saying. As I do to her longtime love, Peter Neal, the young couple who already live in the White House, hosting a rehearsal dinner Friday night. Was Hunter invited and where was the cocaine then? Today's ceremony will be the first wedding ever on the South Lawn. Ah, oh, that's good. Speaking of politics. Now, as I mentioned at the top of the show, turning 80 is normally a pretty big deal, and so it should be, but it's been a low-key affair for President Joe Biden, who's... Biden's 80? <laughs> wow, I did not realize that. But then again, the way he talks, walks, and acts... It's not really a surprise, now is it? Oh, but if you ask a liberal, he's doing such a good job. I'm the oldest serving president of the United States. He already was, of course, but now he's the first one to turn 80 in office. The president's wife, Jill, shared a happy family snap on social media, writing a perfect birthday celebration filled with so much love and Joe's favorite coconut cake. Yeah, I love this cake. No mention of the actual milestone number, as I showed you earlier, Democrat. Yeah, they don't want you to realize that he's 80, you know, do you? He's a good 78, right? Crats, though, are still maintaining the facade, trying to pretend that Biden will be fit enough to go around again. And that there's nothing wrong 
a second term leading the campaign in the 2024 election. It literally is becoming weekend at Bernie's. Biden's weekend at Biden's. Chances of running then are somewhere between zip and nout. Let's get an expert opinion. I want to bring in psychiatrist. Dr. I don't care anymore. The video is saying that he is at a high risk of dementia, which, duh. Happy hour. Happy hour. And like that, he's gone. Happy hour is now over. Happy hour is now over. Happy hour is now over. Ryanhappyradio.com.